0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. You're all doing it wrong. All wrong. You aren't using it the right way, said the Father to his children. Don't you realize the worth of this activity? This is going to save you so much time, and money, and possibly your life. Trust me, this situation will come up in your life, and you will be stuck you don't, pay attention and use it the right way. Now please pay attention and try again. So the children started to change the flat tire. Pull the emergency brake back, unscrew the bolts, prop the car up, and along came the ice cream truck, playing the greatest but most annoying song of all time. And then, pop, the kids jump back. The ice cream truck got a flat tire. Ice cream, the children shouted. No, the ice cream truck driver shouted. No ice cream until someone can help me change the flat tire. And so the father slowly turned to his children and said, and this is why you need to know this. This is why you need to know this life skill. We practice it so that when the situation arises, we'll be able to use it. Christ is risen. he is risen. We spend all of Holy Week waiting and waiting to say it. We count down the days and the moments leading up to Pascha. We can barely rest on Holy Saturday, and it seems like Holy Saturday takes forever. And then finally, we come to the moment, and we scream it out, Christ is risen. Indeed he is risen. We exclaim it at the top of our lungs. We have video to prove it. And then we leave church. We leave Bright Week. And slowly, as we go back to our day-to-day lives, we forget how to use it. We forget Christ is risen. We don't say it when our parents are stressing us out. We don't say it when we are throwing a big project at work. We don't say it at school. We don't say it when some unexpected stress is thrown on us. We don't say it when we're waiting at the DMV. We don't think about it often outside of church. We don't say it when our playoff team loses. We don't say it when it's raining and it throws our entire daily plans off. We say it so often in church. We say it so often in church so that when the situation arises, we'll be able to say it. We'll be able to use it in our lives. Brothers and sisters, Christ is risen is the greatest thing to ever happen, the greatest thing in our life. It defines our life, it gives us the context for our life, it puts our life in the proper perspective. Yet, when life happens, we simply forget about it. We forget about the point of life during life. How do we forget about life during life? I don't know, but we do it, and we all do it. We exclaim Christ is risen in church, but we aren't exclaiming Christ is risen when life circumstances are coming at us. Then we are like the children in the story who have all the tools but can't use the tools in the right situation. For we know that Christ is risen and grants us renewed life, but we don't think about how to use it in this life. We don't see how it applies to our lives. We don't see how it all works together. Today's gospel is a direct reflection of this issue. Christ grants us life, but we don't think about how to use it. The paralytic had been lying and waiting for 38 years to enter the healing pool. He had been waiting and lying in what must have felt like a tomb for 38 years, which seems like an eternity. Must have felt like that to him as well. 38 years makes our wait during Holy Week a lot less worse than we often think it is. 38 years. His bed was his way of life. His bed was his life. He must have come to associate his life with his paralysis, meaning he was living like a dead man who had been waiting 38 years waiting for Pascha, waiting for his resurrection from the dead. And then, of course, one day everything changes. Christ raises him from the dead. Christ raises him from his bed. The paralytic's Pascha came, and it must have been the greatest thing to ever happen to him. Like Pascha, the greatest thing to ever happen to him happened. His whole life changed. He was healed, and he could walk after 38 years. Imagine 38 years and then walking unimaginable. It must have been like a dream. The greatest thing that ever happened in his life, he must have been shouting and dancing with joy. Shouting like we do on Pascha. His life was restored. It was beautiful. Life. Finally, life. He was given life. But there's more to the story. He was given life, but he didn't know how to use it. As the gospel continues, We see that when he's asked who heals him, he doesn't know. What? The greatest thing to ever happen in your life and you don't know who did it? How does that happen? The person who restored you to life. And you're not sure what's going on and who he is? The paralytic was given life, but he didn't know what it was all about. He didn't know who it was all about. He went through his Pascha and then didn't know what it was for. Just like us. We sing, Christ is risen, and then we don't know what it's for. We don't use it in our lives. We don't see how it affects our lives, just like the paralytic doesn't see how it affects his life. The greatest thing to happen to us, death being destroyed, love reigning, heaven open, God's love and his mercy shone forth to be the most powerful force in the universe. And we forget. We forget it as soon as we leave church. We don't see how it's useful in our life. We're given life, but we forget what we're supposed to use it for. We forget the most powerful force in the universe when we need it most. We forget to exclaim the life-creating and life-bestowing and life-transcending power of the Godhead when life happens. We forget to exclaim the life-creating and life-bestowing and life-transcending power of the Godhead when life happens. How does that happen? It's during life's toughest moments that we need to exclaim the life-transcending power the most. Too often we say crap when life happens. We look to defecation instead of deification. (laughs) I admit that that's, that's me, and maybe it's natural to say crap first, but we follow it with Christ is risen. We exclaim Christ is risen so much in church so that we have that reflex, that practice and the strength to exclaim it when life seems to be getting away from us. When we feel like we're paralyzed, dying, and our world is crumbling, we say it to remind us that our world is not crumbling. Death has crumbled, and our world is wrapped in immortality. We're not dying. We're alive, and even death is communion with life as it bears us into eternity with God. We're not paralyzed, we're on a journey walking toward the kingdom unto ages of ages. This is the reason we exclaim it so loudly in church so that all the aspects of our life will hear it and be changed. We scream it so it imprints in our brains and we hear it when difficult situations arise. When we feel angry, cheated, frustrated, and helpless. When things seem out of whack, we scream it so that it will echo into every situation that we encounter. Our life is filled with Christ is risen. It's the whole reason why we say it, so our life can be filled with it. We're missing the point if we only say it in church. It's at the very center of our lives. It's what all life is about. If we don't say it when life happens, then we miss the point. Christ is risen is meant to raise us up, restore our focus in our life, guide our footsteps toward Christ. It carries great power. St. Porfirio says, Can I give you some advice? Yes, St. Porphyrios. In your every sorrow, in your every failure, concentrate for a moment and say this hymn slowly. You will see the greatest thing in your life and in the life of the whole world happened, the resurrection of Christ for our salvation, and you will realize everything that is upside down, which is occurring, will seem to you very small to spoil your mood. For Christ is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death, and upon those in the tombs bestowing life. And this Sunday is our reminder about the truth of this, to remember this, to go and sin no more, as Christ says to the paralytic, and as he says to us. For Christ is risen, and we, like the paralytic, are given life, and we know where it leads. We know what this life is all about. We know it isn't what happens in this life that defines us. It's about who It's about who happened to become man and he transfigures and transforms all aspects of our life. Everything find its meaning in Christ and his kingdom. For Christ is risen from the dead trampling down death by death and upon those in the tombs bestowing life.